Welcome to the American Coach, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. I'm your host Matthew, and today talking about season three, episode three, four, five, one, which is a football formation, of course, not soccer. It's football. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> where do I start with this episode? Goodness me. Um, I found this episode personally to be a minefield of just, I don't know, it, it was a, okay, do, do I think this episode was good or bad, did, did I like it, um, I liked it in the end, by the time the credits came up, I thought, okay, that was a good episode, um, not one of Ted Lasso's best episodes, that's still quite a high bar, I've got some issues with this episode, I'll get to those, um, overall I liked it, overall I thought it was good, just just on a base level, I, I thought it was good and I thought that I liked it. Um, where do I, st- where the hell do I start with this episode, because usually what I try and do with these, with Ted Lasso, is give you my overall thoughts and impressions and kind of go through some bits and pieces, and then try to go through some character stuff. I found this episode very difficult to kind of... Um, not keep track of, but sort of, I don't know, like, not, not to watch, this, this was a, a, a weird episode of TV, um, one of the, I've got, I've got two main issues with this episode, and there's some, again, it, it it's a weird thing with Ted Lasso, where sometimes it doesn't structure itself properly, and doesn't pace itself properly, but within the structural and pacing problems, there's some really great stuff in here. There's some really, really good stuff in this episode. I thought the structure of this episode was all over the place. I thought the pacing was was quite good, but the pacing's almost hurt by the structure. I didn't like or really get on with the Zava things, uh, uh, content in this episode, I found it really, really strange, and I don't know, maybe that's the intention, I don't really, like, when you're watching something sometimes, you might not agree with the way that a show is making you feel about something, but then that might be the intended intent of, okay, we're going to put these scenes in an episode, and we're going to intend to make you feel a certain way, right? I think they did what they did with that, with the Zava stuff, but I don't like the way it made me feel, but I think the way it made me feel was maybe the way I was supposed to. I found it very strange, very, very strange, the Zava stuff. Um, My other issue with the episode is... And this is a big structural problem, and I hope Ted Lasso doesn't do this again. Um, there were too many little little cuts and little scenes of things that I thought could have been in an otherwise better structured episode expanded upon a little bit better. I think when when Ted Lasso is a show does more of a honing in on sort of okay, we're gonna give you two maybe three main things to focus on and we're going to really expand upon them 
that's where I think Ted Lasso works really well. And that still applies to this episode, but it's every it's all the all, all the bits all, all all the sort of bits of scenes in this episode that kind of was like, oh that's happening, oh that's happening, oh that's happening, oh that's happening. And there's actually a, there's actually sort of a sequence towards near the near the end of this episode. Um where there's like a five minute sequence where they're like bit of this, bit of that, bit of this, bit of that, bit of this, bit of that. And I was like, okay, that that's interesting. Oh that's interesting. Oh that's interesting. Oh that's interesting. Um and lots of little bits of scenes and okay, you might expand upon them later, but some of them you didn't really need to show um until other times. I'll give you an example. Is they're doing this like little montage scenes of like bits and pieces. So you're basically bit of a scene, cut next scene, bit of a scene, cut next scene, and it ha- there's like a good five minute sequence where that sort of happens. Um, there's a slice of literally about ten seconds, and this is a, you could consider this a nitpick if you want to, but this is just the way that I look at this episode. So there's a, a there's a quick like ten second scene in this episode where Sam is tasting some food from his restaurant. He's like, "Oh, that's good," and he's preparing to open the restaurant. If you take that little slice out, but then you still have the expanded scene later, but also have still keep the scene earlier when he's explaining to his team, "Oh, I'm going to open the restaurant. Lower your expectations." He's he's being the cool guy. Sam's a very cool person. I, I like Sam a lot. Sam's a brilliant character. And then you get like oh a little bit of of Ted on the uh, on a on a video call I don't know what app it was a video call to therapist okay that's cool give give that a bit more breathing room and then another little bit I can't even remember all of them because there, there was so many it was it was things like that that kind of threw this episode off a little bit but I think when Ted Lasso gives its scenes room to breathe it really excels very very well and there's there's some really great stuff that I'm going to get to. Talking about in this as well. Um, so my actual problem with the Zava stuff in this episode, because I kind of mentioned it there. This, and I, I don't know. Maybe this is just the football part of me coming out. But, um, okay. So there are certain teams out there that kind of rely on their stars. Harry Kane at Tottenham is an example. You take Harry Kane out of the Tottenham team. Good luck, you know. There's some other good players in the Tottenham team, but it's really sort of it, it. It's this idea that like, oh, we can shove this guy up front and just base the whole team around him. Now, um, uh, J- Jamie and what's called Roy uh, mentioned the whole prima donna thing that the sort of diva that's trying to be really good at football, right? A good example today of that is Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, famously had his interview with Piers Morgan. I can't remember when that actually was, but it was a while ago. Um, And he got kicked off the team, basically. That's a long story short. And one of the issues at the time with Man United was you looked at that and you thought, oh, Ronaldo's here, you have to base your whole team around Ronaldo. Pump the ball into him in the box and you'll you'll be good to go, right? And that can work for some teams, and clearly it's working here for Richmond with Zava. And you can see, you can tell, and you can see hopefully why 
Jamie's got the issue with that. Before it was him and Danny up front. It was the four four two, him and Danny up front, and they were having a good like striker partnership. And before they started this season, I think it was in the first episode this season, Rory mentions, "Oh, we're going to go with a simple four four two. We're going to stick with that." And all of a sudden, Zava comes in, and it's nope four five one. Stick him up front, get the ball to him, and that can work. But the question is, what do you do when that player is unavailable for whatever reason, whether it's for through fatigue or injury or suspension? What do you do then? You have to go back to what you were doing before, and it's very interesting actually because they 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 finally finally got to talking. Ted was talking very briefly in this episode about some actual football tactics. And the way he, I found this very interesting, and it's very very quick. But he looked at it and was like, "Okay, four four two. You got uh, Danny and Jamie up front, which is what I sort of guessed in the last podcast because we got a brief um, brief scene of that." And he's like, "Okay, well, we got to drop one of them to midfield. Danny would be okay with that." And then no, they end up going with four five one. So it's just Zava up front, and apparently he's scoring loads of goals. I found also the montage of oh, we scored again. Oh, we scored again. Oh, we scored again. To be a little bit silly, a, a little bit silly, like the way it was presented and things like that. Um, good to see Old Trafford, I suppose, with with Man United. That was cool. I found that to be a little bit silly, and I don't know if that's how I was supposed to watch it. But um, he also doesn't. I don't know how old that character is supposed to be. <laughs> he doesn't look. I don't know. It, none of it really kind of the, the dressing room stuff was sort of interesting, and again, that's where the human side of Tesla, Ted Lasso comes in. That's the whole like story of the the show. But it just it didn't quite work, and it felt like, and I I kind of understand why, but it still didn't work. It felt like Zava has been um, crowbarred into this show. I'm curious to see where they go with it. I'll give them benefit of the doubt because there is some stuff that worked. But um, this sort of like he's almost a godlike figure, and like everybody's obsessed with him. It just I don't know. It it didn't really work that well for me. So hopefully the character can be a bit more I don't know interesting going forward. Um, so yeah, he was I don't know. It it just didn't really work for me that part of the episode. The whole the, the whole Zava thing just it just didn't really work that well I found it interesting from Jamie's side because he's kind of the striker and he's now being made to play in midfield I suppose um in a 4-5-1 so that that was kind of interesting um but yeah there was there was that uh just one other um character thing I want to mention before we take a quick break and then go into some other character stuff okay um Trent of course, the uh, the journalist who's writing, I think, it, what was it again? He's writing a book, isn't he, on the team. Can't remember the name of the character, unfortunately. One of the sort of side characters, of course, they reveal that he is, whether it's gay, queer, or bi, um, in the episode. We see that from the cold open. That was a great cold open, by the way. I really liked the... Um, editing <laughs> with, the, with the intro. He's in this, he's in this really nice car, um, and he knocks out, like... Just as the editing on it was really, really good, goes to drive his car away in this sort of like cool moment, knocks over some bins, 
and uh, the music stops and then he's like oh for god's sake and then he drives off and then the, the actual intro kicked in i thought that was some um i kind of chuckled at that 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 little bit that was that was very very good okay um that good bit aside so he of course leaves the restaurant and he sees that the character unfortunately i don't know his name um we've seen him before he's one of them sort of side characters that i don't think his, his name has been mentioned very much um sees him in the alley kissing his um partner this is called let's call him partner we, we don't know what the the status of that is what the label of that is his partner stops there and you're thinking okay trent's got a number of options here right he could take a photo obviously he'd have to do it without the flash because they would notice he could make a video he can make a video and a photo he could stop and note something down he makes what I think is the most interesting choice for the episode, which is he clearly sees the both two of them, he acknowledges it, he probably knows who that is, and he simply walks off. We don't see him take any we don't we don't see him take any evidence of um the two of them together. Now, for those of you who don't know, you might not know anything about me, because this might be your first time you've ever heard me. Uh I myself am a bi guy. And I can very much tell you from first-hand experience, not in this particular scenario. Let, let's say you'd put me into this scenario. Um, if Trent... Now, I'm not a footballer and I'm not, you know, a famous person. I mean, some people know who I am, I, I guess, and, and whatever. But um, I'm not a footballer, I'm not a famous person. If Trent, let's use the word exposes, Let, let's use the, that, that particular word. If Trent decides, I'm going to report this to the tabloids. And as somebody who lives in Britain and knows all about how British PR works. Um, if he goes to, let's say, the British tabloids and goes, oh, I saw, you know, oh, I've got a story for you. I, I can tell you, oh, I know I know a gay player. They'll use, I used either, either queer, bi, or gay because any of the three of them are applicable. But gay would be the word that would be used. If you choose to expose this player to the British media and they suddenly, you know, first thing in the morning, his phone's buzzing or newspapers come out. Oh, so-and-so in AFC Richmond is gay. Um, That could potentially destroy you as a person the the amount of mental damage that could do to somebody is very very bad very 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 bad um i don't i don't know exactly what trent's gonna do either he's sort of a character we, we've seen him a bunch of times right we, we've seen trent a bunch of times we know a bit about him we know he can find it in uh Roy last week about the or Ray, sorry Roy confided in him in him about the article he wrote when uh, Roy was seventeen. And although you know, okay, he can learn from that experience, he can be a better person, which we hope as a character he he will be. And I couldn't get any reading off of like facial expressions or anything like that as to what he's gonna do about that. Um, my okay what, what what do i want to happen from from that i would prefer if he simply sat down with the player 
and said, look, I saw you last night, you were doing such and such, I'm not going to report it to, like, tabloids or British press or whatever, none of that nonsense. But what he could say to him is, this is going to sound wrong, but there's context to it, don't let anybody else see you doing that, and that's not a nice way to go about it, but because of the way that the world is, and especially if you're a footballer, um, because how often... Let me ask you all this. How often do you hear about a gay footballer? Not just from Premier League, but any league. Almost never. Maybe, maybe once or twice a year. You, you. I've heard recently about, um, I think two of the Lionesses, who are obviously the, the England's women's team, uh, came out as, they, they were t- together. I don't know the exact labels of things, but they were together. You never hear about it. You never, ever hear about it. Because players, unfortunately, know that they'll be scrutinised simply because they're gay. And some of you might agree with me that, okay, that's ridiculous. That's unfortunately the way that the world is. So we'll see how that goes. But I, what, what I mean about the first-hand experience, I can, as somebody who is, well, identifies either queer or bi, you could say, you could say either one is, is fair. I could feel what that would be like i i could understand what that would be like if somebody um i mean i'm out anyway i've i've been out for almost 2 years uh luckily almost out for 2 years but i know what those feelings are like and it's going to be very interesting to see it's very very interesting as well that they gave that storyline to who i would kind of consider to be a main character um so that's very very interesting very, very interesting to see where that goes, but the ball is in Trent's court. Um, I hope he makes the right decision. What he thinks is the right decision might be different to what I think it is, but you cannot expose that player. Um, I don't think he will do that, though, because then if the team finds out, they're going to know that it's him, and they'll be like, now nah, you ain't writing your book, get out, or, or, or something. Because um, you know that the team will support him. You know that that much um so we'll see anyway let's take a quick break we'll come back and um talk about some other really good stuff in the episode see you in a minute today's sponsor is manscaped you can get 20 percent off with your order with manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is etalk uk that's e-t-a-l-k UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, 
you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to quality to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so we've got a few relationship developments in this episode as well. Um, we've got kind of a multi thing going on with Ted in this episode. Um, I thought the best scene of this episode, by the way, was... So Ted phones up, like, puts in the effort. I, I really, really appreciate Ted in this episode as a father. Um, re- remembers his son's game is on, says to Coach Beard, like, Hey, I'll be out in a minute, just got a call. Um, I can't remember his son's name, but his son... And says, oh damn, I forgot my phone, it's on the sink or whatever, which is such a Ted thing to do. But instead of just saying like, oh no, I'll call it, I'll, I'll sort it out later, I'll call him later. Picks up a landline. Who does that these days, you know? And calls up and, you know, what's the name, thinks it's like a telemarketer because, you know, it's typically what it would be. Um, the doctor person answers the phone and makes a joke. He says, oh, they eventually get through the conversation. And Ted kind of realizes, like, oh, this guy's at their house. You know, like, what's what's going on? He finally gets through to his son. Kind of gets through a couple of barriers, gets to his son, right? And that's the moment, he's, that's the bit that he was waiting for, right? Which is talk to his son, you know, wish him good luck, all that kind of stuff. Being a really good dad. And I really hope we can come away from this episode, all of us come away from this episode. And regardless of, like... The the partner relationship there, Ted's been a really, really good dad in this episode. You know, he's had to send his son back to America. I can't remember the exact context as to why. But he put in that extra bit of effort to call his son. And although he's hurt from, okay, my ex is like seeing the doctor or whatever's going on there. He puts on that brave Ted persona and he gets through to his son and he talks to his son. And I actually found that kind of emotional in the episode. I've talked before on this podcast about sort of any time they do anything fatherly in this show. Because um, me and my dad, we talk about football all the time. We both support May and I had, And um, even if it's just little passing conversations of like, 
I don't know, like a little joking conversation will say of like, hey, do you think Maguire will be sold in the summer or like, you know, Fred couldn't pass properly or I don't know. The, the, I, I enjoy those conversations with, with my dad personally. And anytime, um, anytime uh, Ted Lasso goes anywhere near sort of father-son relationships um, and you add that connection of football, which is the connection I've got with my dad, um, it does get to me a bit. It does get to me a bit. And I have no relation to this context because this has never happened between me and, me and my dad in terms of him needing to, like, call a landline or something. But I don't know, like... And you, you got some of this through the Welcome to Wrexham documentary, but the father-son sports or football relationship, don't ever underestimate it. And I know about that firsthand as well. And even if it's just like, you know, silly little small talk between me and my dad or something, and it kind of is small talk here, right, between Ted uh, Ted and his, and, and his son. But I've just really appreciated it. And... Um, I'm lucky enough to have a very good dad, um, and uh, yeah, it, just, it it worked for me quite well. It worked for me quite well, and um, yeah, kind of came out of uh, out of nowhere slightly. But I, I just I just really appreciated that, um, and I kind of not through context, but I sort of connected with that, and that was um, that was really good. That was really really good. So good on you, Ted good on you Ted um you know things haven't quite gone the entire way you've wanted them to with different things but you're a great person and um he's a really great dad so um we'll see where that goes uh um <laughs> uh what else do we talk about um seeing Rebecca and Keely again you know just even if it's just them two hanging out that was really really great and of course they got Ted's X there as well and she's trying to sort of so there was three there was three sort of like glancing shots in this episode which is Rebecca looking over at Sam she kind of knows she's messed up and her friends are letting her know about her of like you've made a mistake and yeah she did by letting Sam go hopefully they get back together by the end of the uh series you get Keely looking over at Roy and you've got uh Ted's ex looking over at him so i i thought that was some interesting little nuggets of information i thought that was uh pretty good again um what else do we have in this episode uh this was a packed episode and all of a sudden it's just i don't know i got very i got very into the whole ted thing just then um yeah sam opening his restaurant i thought was really really good in terms of you know diversity representation culture that that kind of area of storytelling and sometimes that stuff's been done pretty badly uh, sometimes that stuff is kind of not written well and not acted well and that sort of thing. But even something as simple as just, hey, yeah, a, you know, a black guy with his, is it his sister. I, I have no idea who that woman is, by the way, um, unfortunately. I, don't, I was trying to remember um, her relation to Sam and I can't at all. Um yeah, you know, black guy opening a relation, uh, opening a restaurant. He's got his, he's got his friends there, which is really, really nice. That was really uplifting. That was really great. Again, you just, you didn't quite need the, uh, the montage with included with Sam earlier. Like you could have cut that little, little slice of a scene. But um, yeah, Sam's a brilliant character as well. Um, so that was that was really, really great. Um, 
And yeah, good to good to get you know get a bit get a bit of culture in the episode. It wasn't shoved down anybody's throats. It wasn't forced. It wasn't crowbarred into the episode. It was just he's opening a restaurant, and it's the end of the day. They're all going to go there for an evening. You know, all, all the players and everybody and Ted and everybody like that. And they're all just going to have a really good time. I thought that was great. See that that's as much as I nitpick about certain things within Ted Lasso. That sort of stuff is the is the stuff that really works quite well when you just when you give things room to breathe, and I thought that was um really really good. Uh, Jamie and um, uh, Roy have a discussion about. Um, I thought this was interesting as well. Again, from a little bit of a football side of things, so Jamie's down. I don't I don't know if depressed is the right word, but he's sort of down about you know. Um, oh God, what's his name? The new player uh, in this episode. And Roy goes over to him and he's like, you know, you've got to sort of get better. And Jamie's like, yeah, I really want to get better. And I want to I want to, I want to, play better and, you know, score more goals and that type of thing. And Roy's like, oh, I'm going to train you. Um, which I thought was uh, quite, quite interesting. Be interesting to see if they have any scenes together. And then he sort of half jokes to him about like, oh... Uh, we start at 4am tomorrow. It's like, well, what time is it right now in the episode? Like 10, 11 o'clock, probably. Um, I thought that was uh, pretty well done. But what I found so interesting about that is sometimes in the world of football, you'll get, oh, such and such a sign for this team, which means that this player can't play anymore. And it's like, okay, that's ridiculous. Somebody's got to go on the bench. Um... So, the, the way that I always look at that, you know, whether it's through my own team or other teams, is competition for places. Like, okay, you've got, yeah, 11 players on the pitch, you've got 10 outfielders, they're all competing for a place. The goalkeeper's the least likely to be switched out, but anyway. Um, okay, what what you want to do with a situation like that is, okay, let's say you've got... So let's use the four five one. Of course, um, is it Zava? That's his name, isn't it? Zava's the lone striker now, right? So Jamie's sort of like threatened by that, or thinks, "Oh, I'm going to be dislodged from the team," or or something. Um, okay, well, you have like five to seven players on the bench, and Jamie's not even on the bench; he's in midfield. He wants to get better. He's not like um, laid down to the competition. He's not laid down to the competition, right? He sort of looked at what Zava was doing and was like, okay, I want to be not just good as him, but better. I want to be better than him. I want to I want to get myself back into this team. I thought that was really, really good. I've seen examples of players in the past where competition comes in for a bit, a bit of competition comes in for a player and they're just like, ah, just can't be bothered anymore. I'm just, just going to go to a different club. I'm not going to fight for my place in the team. And it's like, okay, well, that player isn't going to play every single game in the season. They're going to be, you know, injured, suspended, or unavailable for whatever reason. Or substitutions are a thing in football. Um, competition for places. I mean, for Re- not not Wrexham, sorry, for um, Richmond in this situation. Okay, Zava's scoring a lot of goals. What about when he's not there? That's where Danny and Jamie can step up and score more goals because you need as many goals as you can get in football. So I thought that was I thought that was very very interesting. Um, just from like a competition st- uh, standpoint, because we've not really had that in this show that much. In fact, they've not even made it clear in the show before as to 
okay, where does everybody necessarily play? And like Danny came in in what season two and he started scoring some goals. He's still scoring goals. So great. Zava's scoring goals. Jamie wants to score more goals. Danny's scoring goals. Good. Let them all score more goals and, and get you more wins, which if you keep doing that, gets you hopefully some trophies. So I thought that was great as well. I liked seeing as well, um, you know, as Zava was scoring goals and stuff, you saw the league table sort of changing. And I was like, of course, the Man United fan, I was like, where is this show going to put Man United? And then we were like sixth or fifth or fourth or whatever. Um, and then uh, Richmond played them. Um, so I thought that was uh, pretty good as well. So um, overall, a good episode with some weird parts to it. That, that's how I would phrase this episode. It, it, it's a good episode with some very weird parts to it that sort of... Um, there's certain things you could have very easily cut from this episode and made it flow a bit better, I think. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, but some interesting stuff set up. We'll see how Zava continues to get on in this team. Um, interesting with interesting with um, Keely as well in this episode. Didn't have a single scene in her office. There's some scenes with her work colleague, uh, friend, person that she's that she's with, that's doing interviews for the club. That was very interesting. Because um, her and Keely are on like the PR side of things, aren't they? And uh, Higgins is um, director of football. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But um, the show this week sort of avoided, because the issue I talked about before with Keely, I mean, she's a great character. Love her friendship with, uh, with Rebecca. is really, really good. The thing I mentioned last week is okay where you had the scenes with Keely in her office it felt so disconnected from everything else that it didn't really work but um this episode completely avoided that which I thought was it's skirting around the issue somewhat but it's sort of temporarily resolving that issue so I thought I thought that stuff was was good as well so yeah really good episode this week um a lot lots of lots of really good things going on uh, interesting the lack of Nathan we've had since the premiere. I wonder where that's kind of going. Um, we got a little gr- uh, br- uh, brief glimpse in this episode of him kind of looking at the league table. And um, what was it? Which char- There's a character in this episode that mentioned... I can't remember who it was. Somebody said like, oh, what Nathan's do... I can't remember who said it for some reason. They said, oh, you know, Zava's like a, you know, like a cheat code essentially almost like a, what Harland is doing at City and said like oh what Nathan is doing with uh, with West Ham is real coaching and yeah there is a massive difference between those two things you can have a group of very average players that can be coached into a really good team whereas Richmond have kind of oh just stick Zava in there and he will solve all our problems which again is what I don't prefer um, so yeah Interesting, the um, because episode one was very, very involved with Nathan, um, and even up until uh, three episodes into our what thirteen episode season, still a long way to go. Not had a Nathan and um Ted scene together in this episode, which was uh, we'll see where that comes up. What's the name of the next episode? I just saw it a minute ago. Um, big week. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. Alright, there we go. That's my thoughts on this on this week's episode. What did you think? Did you get on a bit more with the Zava stuff than what I did? 
you know, I didn't think it was terrible. I just thought it was a bit strange, a bit weird. It just didn't really quite fit in the episode. I thought the montage was a little bit silly, minus the whole Premier League updated table thing. They should do that more often, actually, as well. I don't know why they haven't done that before. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Anyway, what did you think of this episode? What do you think of Sam's restaurant? What do you think of um, the queer footballer and everything that's going on there? What do you think Trent is going to do with the information that he's got? Um, again, he has no photo or no video evidence. So that's interesting. We'll see where that goes. What did you think anyway? Let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, and everything else. Uh, Method Entertainment Talk the Dog, Twitter E Talk UK is a contact page, information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in the show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Podcast platforms Entertainment Talk. uh, For TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Take a look out for those as well if you can. You can also tell other people about what we do. And where they can find it. Either by telling them about the sites. By just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, for TV, film, news, rentals, cancellations, pickups, air dates. Check that out as well if you'd like to. Uh, so that's for that. Uh, Bex, who, who returned recently to Entertainment Talk as well, which was really, really good. Um, yeah, you can find Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, for retro chat and game streams. Uh, me, occasionally and randomly over on Twitch at E-Talk UK uh, for different game streams. And if you miss any of those... Uh, all the game clips or anything else, you can find those archived on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.